Hyman Black here at South by Southwest Interactive at the Chicago Made Booth for Choose Chicago Dynasty Podcast, D Case, Illinois Entertainer, here for a bunch of people. But I am standing here with Brian Schaffel from Uprising Creative, formerly Eyes and Ears. How are you doing, sir? I'm good, man. Good to see you again, for sure. It's good to see you, too, man. We had you on the podcast, what, maybe a year ago? I think it was like a little, a little over a year ago when we were still at our spot over... Like right on Milwaukee, I think, and you came through there. Yeah, I remember it being like kind of dark and wintry, so. Super depressing, for sure. (laughs) Um, But now we're in Austin, where it's not quite as dark and depressing. It's a little bit cold, but uh, how is your time at South by going? Uh, It's been really good. This year, I mean, we usually have some form of activation or installation that we're doing down here, but this year it's just me, so I'm just kind of letting everyone know about the merger we just did with Uprising. Yeah. Um, You know, moving from Eyes and Ears into Uprising, kind of what we're up to now, and then just meet a bunch of new clients and current clients and stuff like that. Yeah, so let's talk about that. So Eyes and Ears, does that exist anymore? It's all been folded into... The Eyes and Ears name doesn't exist anymore. The team's the same. Um, You know, the concepts are the same. So we still handle a lot of interactive and experiential stuff for, you know, brands and artists alike. But now we've been collaborating with Uprising Creative. So they were based in Los Angeles, and they have a team of 20 in Los Angeles, a team of five designers in London, and now five of us in Chicago. We just hired a project manager in Chicago as well. But it allows us to really expand into, like, full identity branding, video, uh, you know, content creation, like, bigger designing yeah. elements of all our campaigns. So then we can tie it in, like, real programmatically and holistically, whereas... You know, before we were like a smaller piece of the pie, like super effective, really fun. But now we can approach things from, you know, like a full artist rebrand or a full product launch or a full brand, you know, campaign and stuff like that. So let's talk about, because there's so much I want to pick apart in there, but let's talk about kind of the, the nuts and bolts of it. Like, I always saw, like on Twitter, I would see some interaction between the two agencies, between Uprising Creative and between Eyes and Ears. At what point did it go from kind of being like, oh, there are our friends across the street, to being like, let's all move into the same house together. Right. So, I mean, we've been collaborating with them since probably, like, right after South by Southwest uh, 2012. You know, we had been talking with them since 2011, just kind of broing down and being friends and stuff. And then we all... Broed on merger. Yeah, totally. I mean, that's what happened is, like, we all, we all met when we were in... Me and Austin were in Los Angeles, and then... We all got a house together down here to just kind of see how everybody got along. And then the first project we collaborated on back in 2012 was uh, the big Linkin Park rollout for Burn It Down and, like, their new record that came out. So once we collaborated on that, it went really well. Everybody got along, and we just kind of have been, like, you know, doing the kickback thing, like cool, you know, we would design something, they would develop it, they would design something, we would develop it, we collaborate on concepts across the board, and then, you know, it just got to the point where we were working so much together with the same artists and clients that we needed to find a way for it to scale a little bit better. Um, so this past July, you know, we've been talking about this for probably the better part of like 12 to 18 months. So, kind of like one of those like, hey, if we're both single when we're 40, right. and then you're like, Oh, wait, we're both 40. It's all, exactly, yeah. You know, we've been, like, casually dating for long enough, basically. So we kind Mazel of, like, tov. Yeah. So, like, in July, we, you know, they all came out here to Chicago, and we had a couple of business consultants come in and sat down and just figured out, you know, what the process would look like to put the two companies together. Um, so then, yeah, we worked on that from July until, like, right towards the end of the year, and then as of January 1st, Eyes and Ears closed, and we all became the uprising. 
And so Uprising, you know, the, the eyes and ears members of Uprising, you guys are still going to be based primarily out of Chicago? Is that how? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm going to be splitting my time between Chicago and Los Angeles every month um, to go spend more time just because I deal directly every single day with their Los Angeles team and the Chicago team a lot more. Um, and then Miles and Austin, who I think you met last time too, yeah. they'll, be, um, they'll be spending a little bit more time in Los Angeles as well. Yeah. Well, it's cool, though, for Chicago because, you know, and we discussed this last time we were talking that it doesn't seem like there's as much of a presence for this kind of work in Chicago. And so having these kind of, like, interactive designers, developers for, like, very large-scale music and, and brand campaigns, I think it's good for the city. It is, yeah. It's it's really fun, and it's, like, it's really nice to when artists come through now. You know, we've, like, moved office spaces from that cold, depressing, dark spot that we were in on Milwaukee, and, like, now we have a spot that has, like, a lot of natural light, a lot of room, like, plenty of space. So it's really nice when, like, artists and clients come through now to, like, be able to just bring them to the office and, like, hang out and kick it the whole day. Well, and plus, you know, Chicago, I was talking about this with someone here at the at the booth a little bit ago. You know, New York and L.A. obviously are such industry cities, but what Chicago has, aside from a lot of great talent, is that Chicago has, like, nonstop music festivals all summer in a way that New York and L.A. do not. They don't have North Coast Riot Fest, like, six in a row. Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally, and that's really fun, too. So we do a lot of work with C3. Um, for Who produces Lollapalooza, yeah. Totally, yeah. And then, um, you know, We've talked to Pitchfork about doing some stuff before, and I don't, I don't know if we'll do anything this year, but I think, like, now we're starting to move more into, uh, rather than just, like, simply web-based interactive campaigns and websites and that type of stuff, um, moving more into, uh, you know, experiential and installation and, you know, merging the online and offline worlds of tech and everything like that. That's the way you got to do it, man. I mean, you know, when we started bringing the podcast out into the live space and doing live panels, live workshops, things like that, it was, like, night and day. And I think that for as great as digital is and as much as people like you and I and everyone here at Interactive, as much as we love digital, there's still a real value to a real-world engagement with an audience in person, you know? Yeah, I mean, you can't really replace that, you know what I mean? It's like... When you want to be telling bigger stories, like more well-thought-out stories, you have to have a, a really tangible part of that. So, I mean, it's, sometimes it's not appropriate, but if you can bridge the online and offline worlds and then, like, bring it all 360, so, you know, maybe you found out about it from a tweet and then, you know, you experienced it somewhere in the real world, which drove you to share something back online. And then, like, you can really kind of, you can complete the circle. It's a lot more fun that way. You know, I like that you brought up the word story and storytelling. Talk about the role of storytelling in a campaign that, you know, that Uprising Creative would produce. Totally. I mean, storytelling now more than ever to me is, like, more important than, like, whatever tech you're using or however you're building it or whatever it is. Like, if there's no story, if there's no narrative, then it's just, like, cool. Like, we created another campaign that's aggregating Instagrams. Great. You know, like, who cares? It doesn't matter anymore. You know, people love True Detective because the story. Right. The mystery is fun, but they're engaged because it's like Matthew McConaughey and, and uh, Woody Harrelson are just so... They're just such awesome characters. And, if yeah, if people can engage and relate to your story, right. then you're right. Like, that that goes so much further than just if it's like, here's a cool Flash player, here's a cool new app. Right, totally, yeah. And, I mean, it's like we can, like we just launched a game. When, like, it's really funny. Like, we still do a bunch of games and everything because they're, they're super engaging. Fans like People love games. They yeah. do. It's like, you know, it's that, like, five minutes a day when, like, you know, you're sitting in your cubicle, or I can assume people are just sitting in their cubicles, like, 
tapping space bar and whatever. Like, it's that five minutes they'll remember of how miserable they were for the rest of the day, you know what I mean? But, like, but yeah, so, I mean, for the new Future single, Move That Dope, that just came out, we did an interactive game that paired with the video. So we released the video and the game in conjunction with each other. So the concept of the video is, like, driving around in a van. There's, like... I saw that. I saw that. The neighborhoods. Yeah, yeah, money and drugs exchanged and everything. And then, like, for the game, so you can go, and there's, like, a whole little cut scene, like, little cars in a back alley. And you can go around and collect money. Once you collect enough money, you replace it with from, like, you know, your drug kingpin with, like, a bunch of bricks of dope. And, like, you go sling that out, which is, like, you know... The American dream. Totally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, what's on deck now that, like, you know, both houses have come together, Eyes and Ears is part of Uprising... Where do things go from here? What do you guys have on deck for 2014? Totally, yeah. So, I mean, we're really focusing on, I mean, starting to kind of phase out, like, you know, being less thought of as, like, a web shop and more into just, like, you know, an interactive and experiential agency, just a general creative agency, whereas, like, you know, kind of the old the old moniker was, you know, like, we make cool shit, which really focused on the execution, which was what it was. We were, did a lot of development. We did a lot of that. And now it's, like, more along the lines of, like, we create. Yeah. So it's, like, you know, coming up with those narratives, coming up with all that, and then really focusing on just, like, programmatic thinking, being able to tell a story from, you know, like, beginning, middle to end and everything, and focusing way heavier on the offline integration of things and, you know, moving more into the brand space a little bit and, like, merging the two worlds of entertainment and brands and doing all that. That's that's what's on deck for the next 12 to 18 months, for sure. And it's really exciting. Um, it's very cool to see. I love seeing Chicago talent, Chicago brands really come up in the world and get recognized in other cities and, and just seeing awesome Chicago people doing great creative work, man. So keep it up. Um, Brian Schaffel, Uprising Creative. Thanks so much for taking some time here at Southwest Southwest, man. Yeah, good to see you, man, for sure. Absolutely. Definitely.